Hello, I'm Marty Church, and welcome to another episode of Native New Day. Today, we find ourselves in Texas by this old 1800s cabin on the ranch of a friend of mine. I find it fascinating that at one time, this place was considered a mansion by the people who lived here. Isn't it interesting how our values change with time? This thought sets the background for our study today. It's a subject that affects every one of us. It's a subject of prosperity and money. It is something we are all concerned about, especially with the condition of today's economy. So many of us struggle in trying to make ends meet financially, and getting ahead in life seems literally impossible. But here's the good news. The Book of Heaven tells us that God has a plan to prosper you if you'll just allow Him to. Here you will find basic principles that, when followed, guarantees not only that you will make ends meet, but will help you to prosper and manage your finances well. In the Book of Heaven we read, Try me now in this, says the Lord of hosts, if I will not open for you the windows of heaven and pour out for you such a blessing that there will not be room enough to receive it. These principles are practical and logical and are not some gimmick to somehow take from you the money you have. These are divinely empowered principles to help you prosper and be happy. What are these principles? There are five, and if they're followed, they will guarantee you prosperity. Number one, understand just what true prosperity is. Look closely at this promise. Beloved, I pray that you may prosper in all things and be in health just as your soul prospers. You see, God wants us to prosper. But when looking closely at this promise, you'll see that he wishes us first to understand some things about true prosperity. It isn't just about money. It's about prospering in all aspects of our life. If you have all the money in the world, but have poor health, would you be truly happy? Of course not. Or if you were rich, but have no reason for peace in your heart, what good would money do you? God wishes us to be happy and fulfilled in our health, our careers, our marriage and family relationships, as well as our spiritual lives. This takes in more than money. All God wishes is that our needs that make us truly happy be met. This will happen when we allow Him to guide us in following His financial principles. So God's first principle is to strive to understand that money isn't everything when it comes to happiness in this life. Money is like fire. It can keep us warm and happy if handled right, or destroy us if we're greedy and mishandle the monies that God entrusts us with. God wishes us to understand the purpose that money should play in our lives. Because of our selfish attitudes, if some of us were to become rich overnight, all the happiness and contentment we do have would be destroyed. Not only will you be tempted with new things you could not afford before, but you may find out that you had more relatives and distant cousins than you ever knew. 
Remember the fact that Heaven's prosperity takes in the blessings of all the areas of our lives besides money. Think about this. If our needs are being met and we are truly content with what we do have, we will learn what it really means to be happy and fulfilled in this life. The Apostle Paul found a great secret in life, and he wrote it right here in the Book of Heaven. Over the years, I've learned to be content with whatever I have and to live with the circumstances in which I find myself. I've learned the secret of being happy whatever I am, whether I am hungry or well-fed, whether I have little or much. I can do anything through Christ who gives me the strength. Remember, God has promised to take care of our needs, not necessarily our wants. Now what is the second principle? God blesses those who are generous. Heaven promises generous people will prosper because they help others. Others in turn will help them. Friends, this is big. God purposely blesses those who are generous. I've noticed that those who are the most generous giving people are almost always the happiest people. Not surprisingly, their freezers, their pantries, and pocketbooks are never empty, no matter how much they wisely share with those in need. Have you noticed this too? God goes out of His way to prosper those who are generous. Give and it shall be given you, he says. The greatest blessing we find in this promise when we ask the Holy Spirit to make us generous is Heaven's special watch care and closeness to us. The great Spirit God has promised to bless us when we ask Him to help us so we can be generous. Share your food with the hungry and open your houses to the poor who has nowhere to stay. Give clothes to those who have nothing and don't turn away your own flesh and blood. If you do this, my light shall shine on you like the morning sun. Your healing will be quickly evident. I will go before you and my glory will be your rear guard. When you call on me, I will answer. When you cry for help, I will say, here I am. What a wonderful promise to those who are always sharing what they have. Now, how do we become generous when we're all so naturally selfish? This is an important point. My friends, only the Great Spirit can make us unselfish and generous. And He can only do this when we ask Him to and then allow Him to do so. It's the only way we can become generally unselfish. I want the Great Spirit to change me to be generous and unselfish. Don't you? The third principle is to return a faithful tithe to the Lord. When you allow God to be in charge of your finances and include Him in your giving, He in turn will prosper you. When we do this, one of the greatest promises in all the Bible will be fulfilled before your eyes. The Lord invites us to bring your full tithe to my temple so that there may be plenty of food in my house. Try me and see if I will not open the gates of heaven and pour out so many blessings on you, spiritual and material, that you will not be able to count them all.
As a pastor for many years, one of the most remarkable things I continue to experience is the fact that I have yet to see a person ever be hungry or ever be without shelter who faithfully returns tithe to the Lord. In fact, I can't ever recall seeing anyone who is faithful in their tithes having severe problems handling their bills. It's hard to believe, but it's true. God goes out of His way to continuously bless those who return a tithe of their income. A tithe is 10% of our income, or the increase of our goods. He promises that if we tithe, He will make the nine-tenths of the money we have left stretch much farther than if you kept it all to yourself. It's better to have nine-tenths with a blessing than a hundred percent of your money clouded with a curse. The Book of Heaven says, Will a man rob God? Surely not. Yet you have robbed me. What do you mean? How do we ever rob you? You have robbed me of the tithes and offerings which are mine. And so the awesome curse of God is cursing you. Sobering words, aren't they? What this curse means is that you will be missing out on incredible blessings if you choose not to return God's tithe. On the other hand, if you follow God's promises, His blessings will come back to you in a thousand ways. Your car will last longer, your crops will flourish, your health and your family's health will be protected. You will be given wisdom to better manage your finances beyond your own abilities. You see, God really doesn't need your money. He owns all the universe and all that's in it. It's your dedication He wishes, because this opens a way for Him to honor you with Heaven's blessings. It all boils down to one thing. When we choose to tithe or do whatever else the Lord asks us to do, it frees His hand in the face of the powers of evil to do more for us than ever before. Millions of people have discovered this for their own personal lives. And you know what? Even some people who may not fellowship in a church for one reason or another have found this principle to be true. Listen to this. Often people ask, why should I be responsible for the gifts that God has given me? Well, God has given us a lot of things, uh, finances, health, all sorts of things that we really need to be responsible for. And uh, some of the ways we can be responsible for them is by uh, helping other people with those gifts, uh, returning some of those gifts back to God, and uh, just doing things for people that um, help all of the people around us. A lot of times people ask, well, if I do all these things for God, what's in it for me? How does He pay me back? Well. I've had an experience where uh, it was shortly, uh, we had a small family, uh, my wife and two children, and uh, you know, we had a, 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 not a very good income, but enough to get by. But I had bills from college to pay back. And we went to the bank to see if they, you know, could give us some ideas of how we could pay this back. And uh, as they were looking through our finances, the manager said, um, I'm sorry you have to stop paying tithe to your church. And we said, we can't do that. And my wife and I determined that we were going to continue paying tithe 
to the church and, and, you know, honoring God and see what God would do. And, you know, as we, we continued to return our tithe and our offering to the church, uh, uh, my, my father and I had shared the farm, the family farm, and on our half of the farm was a big gravel pit. And the government decided that they were going to improve the highway going by our farm. And they asked my father if they could buy the gravel from our gravel pit. And so my father and I talked it over and we said, sure. To make a long story short, uh, selling the gravel to the government to fix the road going by our farm and, and for several miles in both directions, that paid back our school bill. And so the bank had nothing to do with it, but God's bank returned or honored us for um, serving him and returning to him. And so really the Lord had his own way of um, paying back my school bill because we honored him and what he was requesting us to do, returning tithe and offering and being faithful to him. So that's one example of how um, the Lord honors us, the Lord blesses us when we are faithful to him in, in our offering and our tithe. The blessings that the Lord has in store for us goes beyond, well beyond just finances. When we take care of the health that the Lord has given us by, uh, you know, uh, exercising, eating a proper diet, and all of those good things that uh, we learn, um, He, well, I guess it's like um, an investment. Uh, you know, we invest now, and it comes in the long term, it pays back year after year after year with good health. We, we feel better. We enjoy our friends, our neighbors. We have uh, good uh, physical health, good mental health. And uh, it just, life is just well worth living. This goes beyond just money and beyond just health. Uh, there are a lot of things that the Lord blesses us with. And take uh, our car, for instance. Uh, it, it, it can last a lot longer. And, um, you know, the Lord can uh, preserve us from having accidents, all kinds of things that would cost us uh, either health-wise, finance-wise, or even just, um, what, a uh, peace of mind. The Lord brings blessings one after another. And um, just because we're faithful to Him, He honors us. And I really think that's, that's more than uh, the Lord paying us back. It's just He goes beyond that. Notice this. God says, try me. This is the only place in the book of heaven that says something like this. You see, God wishes us to return our tithe in an act of free will on our part. He simply wants us to try him in this matter. Trust me, he says. Here is something you can never lose at. The promises God makes to his people always come to pass with blessings beyond what they ever hoped for. The fourth principle is that God blesses those who exercise and multiply their talents and abilities. What this means is that God blesses honest work and earnest effort. We must get out and strive to make a living. Work may not always be plentiful or the best jobs easily available, but it shouldn't stop us from seeking opportunities to provide for ourselves and our families. You see, God blesses action. He doesn't reward laziness. Ever noticed 
that the birds and other wildlife have to always work day after day to find food. Look at the birds of the air, for they neither sow nor reap nor gather into barns, yet your heavenly Father feeds them. Are you not of more value than they? Did you notice? The Creator just doesn't drop food in the mouth of the birds. Like the birds, the Lord will provide our livelihood if we will just get out there and go after it. God promises to bless the income we do earn. He can't bless an income that's not there. But you may say, what do I do if jobs are just not available? Well, ask God to open doors for you and allow Him to lead you, even if that means you may have to get out of your comfort zone or even move. Here is a promise for us to claim when we make this a thing of prayer. The Lord guides those who depend on Him and gives them the help they need. Once I was young and now I'm old and I have never seen the Lord abandon a righteous man or that his children had to beg for food. Again, the Creator's blessings only come about when by faith we step out and do them. This allows the Creator to help us. It's like going into a modern shopping mall. The automatic front doors don't open for us unless we step forward through them. Friend, I invite you to trust the Lord with everything you have. You have everything to gain and absolutely nothing to lose. Just take the steps God has asked you to take with your finances and you will see for yourself that you will be richly blessed. The fifth and final principle of prosperity is to handle wisely the blessings and the income God has entrusted you with. God says, anyone who knows how to manage will invest where he can get the best returns. But those who aren't even willing to put it into the bank of God's leading will have to give an account of what they have done with what has been entrusted to them. When we let the Great Spirit lead us in our finances, something great happens. We will be given wisdom to handle our money, our health, and the care of providing for our family's needs. There are many of us who earn enough to make a decent living, yet some shoot themselves in the foot by not managing their money carefully and find themselves in trouble making ends meet from month to month. Too many of us simply live from payday to payday. We have nothing to show for the work we've done and we're always behind in our financial obligations. Managing our money is just as important as receiving it. Remember, the world lurks nearby to devour what we have unless we earnestly learn to protect ourselves by budgeting and saving. Learning the discipline of money management is imperative if you and your family wish to be financially successful. God promises to give us more than we could ever hope for if we will just learn to be responsible with His blessings. This principle of prosperity is simply using honesty and common sense in taking care of the things that God has entrusted us with. There are no quick fixes to get you ahead in life such as gambling or lotteries. In the end, all these things are invented by man to put your money into their pockets. 
We desperately need to pray to the Lord for sound judgment when it comes to handling our monies. Right here, I'd like to touch on a very sensitive subject. It's a subject that concerns a lot of our people, especially our seniors and our elders. So often, I see so many parents and grandparents who unwisely give too much to their families. Often, they're taken advantage of financially by their children to the place that they themselves are left destitute, unable to make ends meet or even pay for their medicines. It concerns me that sometimes young people who should be out there working to take care of themselves and others hang around taking advantage of the tender hearts of their elders. The Creator wishes to give us wisdom in handling things like this. He will give us the wisdom to first budget what income we do have so our needs are being taken care of first. He will give us the tact to help our children understand life's responsibilities. Do you want to be prosperous? Do you long to have your basic financial needs in life taken care of? Would you like to know not only what it means to be content in life financially, but in every other way? You can have all this. God has promised it to you if you will just step out in faith and practice His proven principles of finance. Let's review once more God's five great principles of finance. One, understand what true prosperity is. Remember that God's plan takes in all of your life issues besides just money. It's your ultimate happiness He wants to bless you with. Two, God blesses those who are generous. God promises to bless those who are wisely generous. Three, return to God a faithful tithe out of what He entrusts you with. Four, God blesses those who exercise and multiply the talents they have. Strive to use the strength and abilities you do have to provide financially for yourself and your family. You see, God blesses honest hard work. Five, handle wisely the blessings and income God has entrusted you with. We are promised even more when we do this. Not only are we blessed, but our family and those around us are blessed too. These are mere simple rules that result in true prosperity. But the thing about them is that these rules are heaven's principles. When we step out to do these things, supernatural things happen to us. You see, our Creator God has given us these principles, and there's power behind them. God says, Give and it shall be given you, good measure, pressed down, and shaken together, and running over. For with the same measure that you use, it shall be measured back to you. All our Creator asks is that we trust Him, that we try Him, and see if He won't follow through. I encourage you to give Him a chance, won't you? God promises to take wonderful care of those who by their free will allow Him to lead in their lives. He promises to take care of your needs and my needs if we'll just cooperate with Him. He says, 
prove me and see if I won't bless you beyond what you ever hope or think. What a wonderful opportunity we have. Isn't he a wonderful father? Won't you accept his invitation? He wants to prosper you. The choice is now yours. And so, friend, let's learn to trust our Lord completely. And until next time, let only the Good Spirit guide you.